want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to become a published author, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so really excited to have David Kirshner on the line. Um, we're going to get into some of his history as an entrepreneur and a businessman, but also into a new project that he's working on, new business, which I'm excited to talk about, but I will, I'll let David get into that later. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, David, um, I kind of want to get into your background first. Um, let's just start with, you know, how did you get started in business? Well, it was kind of a strange story. I, I wasn't the world's greatest student. Um, you know, a lot of people, when I would give talks uh, in later life, were encouraged to hear that, you know, I wasn't necessarily the valedictorian of my class. Um, I kind of, you know, did well enough, uh, did well enough on my SATs to get into a decent school and continue to be a mediocre student there until I kind of found something I was passionate about. And for me, it was writing. Um, I'd never really thought about writing as a career, but at the time, you know, it was a late teens and it was what I wanted to do. And I thought I was going to write the great American novel. So I enrolled as an English major and my grades improved dramatically um, because I was engaged and I enjoyed going to class. And I actually made it to class, which was actually a problem previously. It helped. But, um, you know, it taught me a valuable lesson, which, you know, is one you've heard a million times. It's cliche to do what you love. Um, but, you know, I did that for a while. Um, I realized after a period of time, I got my first job as a writer uh, at TV Guide magazine. I wrote the blurbs in TV Guide magazine, um, which, you know, talk about how different the world is now at the time. TV Guide was the world's most widely read magazine, had like 20 million subscribers. Wow. <laughs> now I think it only exists in digital form, maybe. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, it got me some good experience. met my wife there. And um, I parlayed that into a job. I've always been a musician, a drummer. I think, you know, some musicians might qualify that as you're a drummer, so I will qualify it. Um, but I, I <laughs> took a job working for a mall record store back when there were mall record stores uh, as they're writing basically an ad sheet. And I convinced them, had a little entrepreneurial streak back then, and said, hey, you guys use this for an advertising vehicle. Let's make this into a magazine, and you'll have 20 pages to sell instead of one. And amazingly, they did. And uh, for the next four years, I had this sort of Cameron Crow existence where I got to pretty much call up any major label, interview anybody I wanted to, uh, gratuitously promote my own band, um, and those are my friends. So it was a really cool job. It was the only job that I ever tried when I lost, um, and that was in my mid to late 20s that uh, I moved over to a dot .com. Um, we had launched a website at this last place, and one day my boss asked me, who's going to our website? How many people are going and why are they, why are they going? Um, and that one question kind of sparked the rest of my career. Um, just that curiosity about, well, who is going there? Why, why are they interested in this? Like what search terms are they using? What articles are they looking at? Um, sort of laid the groundwork for this career in, in business analytics. Um, so from there, um, I took a job at a company called Spree, which was trying to be Amazon with 50 people not a great business model, um, but it lasted for a little while. And I picked up a ton of skills that I parlayed into a, a CRM director role. Um, so I moved to uh, 
South Florida, which at the time was actually a bit of a, a digital hub, uh, certainly is not now, but uh, I took a job for a musical instruments chain as their CRM director. And, you know, some jobs you learn to do everything correct. This was one of those places that was not doing things by the book. Um, not that they were doing anything illegal or unethical, but they didn't understand term. They didn't understand retail economics. And as a result, they went Chapter 7 very quickly, and I needed to find mm. another job. I was fortunate to walk into the office of a place called 1-800-96-HOTELS, which became Hotels.com, uh, and reported to the president of the company. He had a major part in building their web presence. Um, and I was speaking one day at a conference uh, where the founder of a company called Omniture, which was later bought by Adobe and became the foundation for Adobe Analytics uh, saw me speaking. So yeah, I moved uh, over to Adobe. Uh, Adobe had acquired Omniture back in 2009. Um, so I had a great run there, eight years between Omniture and Adobe. I worked my way up from a, an individual contributor to a director, to a senior director running the entire America's consulting group, 155 people, 10 managers, tens of millions in you know, P&L responsibility. It was a really great time. Um, and then as they began to move the operations off sh offshore, I started to look for a new opportunity and was fortunate to uh, wind up at Google. Uh, one of the former Omniture folks had come over to Google and started Google Analytics and uh, saw the value in me coming over there with my Adobe knowledge. So for five years, I spent uh, a variety of different roles at Google. I started as a product solutions lead, sort of helping them become more competitive with Adobe. Um, then I moved over into a strategic solutions role, which is kind of a pre-sales role, selling their marketing attribution tools, and then a post-sales role, doing similar work before focusing primarily on partner enablement uh, and the Salesforce relationship. So you wear a lot of hats over there. I uh, briefly worked for Zeus, the dating site, um, prior to their acquisition, um, you know, this uh, this past spring of, of 2019, um, and uh, got to do the beginning of a digital transformation there. But... Uh, you know, they're on a they're on a different trajectory now. Um and uh that is why that brings us up to present day. <laughs> wow. So I mean, first off, your your uh your career is pretty stellar. I mean the names of the companies you've worked for and the and the level of um of uh, responsibility that you that you operate at is pretty outstanding. I mean hotels dot com um, Adobe, Google, these are huge names. And in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, this all started with a, uh, with a record magazine and, uh, <laughs> and an interest. And, uh, I'm like, wow, what, what a career. Um, so for some of the people listening to this, I mean, they may be still in that, in that, um, in that obviously they're not in a record store in a mall doing a magazine. If they are, that's a hard, a hard thing, but, um, let's just say that they're in the beginning of their career. And and they're listening to this right now, and they're like, wow, this guy's had a stellar career. He's worked at Google. He's done all these other things. What kind of advice would you give them on kind of going um, through this path? Because I can I, – I can, it's probably not likely that you planned on this exact path as you were going through it. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, there's, there's only two pieces of advice that I generally give people. One is, again, fairly obvious, and that's networking. And I'll be honest, I'm not – you know, naturally tuned to network. I'm, I'm a pretty introverted person. I like my privacy. I like my, you know, alone time every now and then. But you just have to do it. It's part of business. And, you know, uh, I'm not antisocial. I enjoy speaking with people like you, Adam. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not like, you know, when I see an event, I'm not like, oh, I need to be there. But you know what? You do need to be there. You need to be around your peers. You need to be building that personal brand. 
um, and maintaining it and publishing and doing stuff like, you know, you, you, you have a great business here. And I think people could take a lesson from the way, you know, you brand, but stay active, stay visible, stay relevant and keep your, your skills sharp. The other piece of advice I always give people is be genuine. Everybody can see through a facade. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been fortunate at, at both Adobe and Google, they do these kind of personality tests. Um, and the goal is, you know, really to help you work well with, you know, one another. And one of the tests that they do is they sort of map where you are on this um, triangle that has a circle inside that's sort of like a core hub person that doesn't really have any specific um, direction or predilection toward leadership or passiveness or aggressiveness or calmness or anything. Uh, and then they look at where you go in conflict, which is generally your work persona. And one of the things that I'm kind of like personally proud of is having done this test three or four times, my results are always exactly the same, which is wow. the circles are on top of one another. I don't have, I don't put on airs. I don't even know if I knew how I could do that. But the people that I've managed over time, that's the thing that they said they appreciated most about me was that I was human, that I was approachable, that I showed vulnerability, that I shared my foibles and struggles. And I think that that has a lot to do with people being able to relate to you, people being, people wanting to work with you. Um, Adobe in particular did this whole thing about, you know, managers showing vulnerability. And I think it's difficult for a lot of managers, um, especially, you know, those who feel that that exposes them as, as weak in some way. But I mean, the reality is we are all weak in some way, um, whether we're the, you know, the president of the organization or it's our first day and we all need to, you know, be able to recognize where we're weak, try to improve in those areas and focus on our strengths. Um, that took me a really long time to, to realize, but like I said, when I found something I was passionate about, like English or that question about why are people coming to our website? What are they doing? I just, you know, locked in on that and, um, you know, the results were positive. Now that's amazing. I mean, great, great advice. Uh, and to, to those listening, um, one of the things that I, I love about what David said um, is really that whole authenticity. And it doesn't mean, and I'll throw this out there, it doesn't mean that we don't grow and we don't change as people. Um, and it's okay. When you change, you just show it. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So when you say you took the exam multiple times and you got the same um, results, I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty consistent. I've taken some in the past in different things where I changed, of course, through the years, and we all changed, but um, that's great. Um, so let's see, uh, David, uh, let's talk about what you're doing nowadays. Um, I don't know how far into it or how much you want to give us or not, but what, what are the current projects you're working on? <laughs> well, I'm making, uh, I, I'm still looking for um, something similar to what I was doing, but having some, some time on my hands as I've always wanted to, um, I'm going to try to explore my entrepreneurial side. Um, uh, I've had this idea, I'm sort of like a weekend cyclist who goes out there and, you know, gets passed by all the better cyclists, but mm -hmm. uh, anybody who runs or rides or swims or does any kind of um, sort of endurance sport knows the mm -hmm. concept of um, blowing a snot rocket. It's gross. It's disgusting, but it's something, you know, any, anybody who's done us more to have done. So <laughs> I got the idea a little while ago to start a lifestyle brand called Snot Rocket. And we just filed all the paperwork, um, got all of the tax records and everything. So we're starting to print up our, our first merchandise and build the web store. And it's really exciting. It gives me an opportunity to do something that's irreverent, 
something that's closer to my heart. And again, it's, I'm taking my own advice here. It's saying I, I'm passionate about this. I've wanted to do this for years, but just haven't had the time. Um, and now that I do, I'm going to take advantage of it. And I don't think this is going to be successful. I'd be thrilled if this took off. It's oh more my to satisfy God. my own curiosity, but <laughs> I have to say that. Are you kidding me? This is taking you back to the record store. I know this is going to be successful. Now you you come by. This is literally taking you back to the record store. Number one, but number two, now you you have all of your experience from all of these large companies. Not to mention your network. I would be shocked if this wasn't successful. I'm the total opposite on this end for you. Um, so, what kind of things are you going to focus on, or what are you brainstorming about? Because I know you're you're in early stages. Yeah, I mean, you know, the brand itself is um, very logo intensive. I've been inspired by, like, I look at, I see Gymshark at the gym all the time, and I started looking mm -hmm. into where did this brand come from? And it came from, you know, a celebrity endorsement and viral, uh, you know, a, a viral social presence. And I can do that, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's not an inimitable business model, and I think this brand, while it won't appeal to as broad a swath because it's a disgusting name, let's face it, um, you know, it's just it's just gross enough that people can still mention it on the air, and it's just funny enough that people might buy into it. So I looked at also, like, you know, Psycho Bunny, uh, the New York brand. Um, there wasn't really anything unique about Psycho Bunny other than they had this really great logo. <laughs> I'd like mm -hmm. Not Rocket to be a little bit more than that, but initially I just want people to, you know, have fun with it. I have a whole series of it's not this, it's not that in mind. It's not a joke. It's not just Oh, runners, my gosh. This is not, great. It's not a lifestyle brand. <laughs> so I'm turning <laughs> up some of those right now, and uh, you can look for them on snot-rocket.com soon. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is great. I love it. Uh breaking news to everyone listening. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> and this is I believe this is the first interview you've talked about it with. So um, this is my I'm, first public I'm, mention I'm, of Snot Rocket. I'm yeah, so excited uh, and embarrassed. You heard you heard it here first. I got him out the shell and now it is now it, it's out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm really excited to follow you and the brand and where all of this goes um going forward. We're gonna I'm gonna have to have you back on here um in a year or so after you've already uh started some things so that we can talk about it because <laughs> i want to recap this because this is going to be good um <laughs> yeah, at I'm that point you'll have to go it. through my uh at that point you'll have to go through my people but you know we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh thank you thank you david yes yeah he's not going to be talking to no, me no seriously not, uh, i'd love had, to come back his, once he has his snot kingdom built then it's all over he's not <laughs> <laughs> not dumb. Not impossible. <laughs> not dumb. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this is great. Best interview ever. Um, well, hey, David, I really appreciate you um, coming on the show and making uh, time to do so and to share your experiences and also the, um, you know, the transition. I, I love it. Um, all the things you're doing, your career, very inspirational um, to myself and I'm sure to many people listening. Uh, to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I appreciate it. And uh, David, thank you again for coming on the show.